Hey everyone, I'm Michael, and you're listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. This episode is sponsored by, well, you guys! That's right, our awesome community of Patreon supporters. We are an independent podcast, and we truly appreciate those who help us keep this show going each and every episode. We do two shows a week, but if you support us on Patreon, you get two bonus episodes. Yes, every week. If you'd like to become a member of the Elite and support this podcast, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, on to this week's episode of Extreme Awesomeness. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are so excited to have you here with us today. If you are new, we are three dads that love talking about gaming in a family-friendly format. Please make sure to rate our podcast five stars, and you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page. We rely entirely on our listeners for support, and the best way that you can help support the show is through Patreon. Not only do you help fund the show, you will also get some amazing perks like two extra quick take episodes weekly, and you'll also have early access to episodes. I am your host, Paul, and then joining me, he thought that a pumpkin patch is what you use to fix a broken pumpkin, it's Josh. Uh, everybody knows that you use duct tape to fix a broken pumpkin, Paul. What about super glue? Does that work? Uh, Gorilla Glue does. Different different chemicals. Mm. Excellent. And then also, the man that's so good at sleeping, he can do it with his eyes closed. It's Michael. I can I can do a lot of things with my eyes closed. You guys would be surprised, especially like put my, pat my head at the same time as rubbing my belly. Uh, I I totally thought Gorilla Glue was for fixing gorillas, so the whole intro is out for me. But thanks for showing up, guys, and being in my favorite place to be always. Oh, very nice. So today is Thursday, which means this is a Twig episode this week in gaming. And normally we devote these episodes either talking about what we have been playing over the last week or talking about recent news stories. Guys, I feel like we haven't really been able to catch up very much lately. So I was kind of curious to know, what have you guys been playing lately? Are you able to have any single player gaming time recently? What have you been into? I, dude, it's crazy because you guys know, like, I had a streak where I was playing Rocket League. Like, it didn't matter what else we were playing. I was playing Rocket League every single day. And I have not touched Rocket League in like a month. I think that says something with what's been going on between Lost Ark, which I still play almost daily, Elden Ring, which I absolutely play daily. Like, those those two games have just consumed, that's been like 99.9% of my gaming However, I have found that there's always that 0.1% game that I go back to occasionally, and that's Hearthstone. I've been playing Hearthstone <laughs> Battlegrounds again, which I don't even understand at this point. Like, I don't like <laughs> Battlegrounds that much anymore, and yet I can't be halfway through a round of Battlegrounds. And then I'm going like, oh, I'm going to win this one, man. Look at this. I got these guys going, and I'm, I'm my guys are getting stronger. And then I'm like... Why am I even playing this game right now? <laughs> so I had no idea that you've been playing Battlegrounds lately, because guess what I've been playing lately, Josh? Uh, I've been playing Battlegrounds every single day. I, I've been hopping into at least a couple matches. Now, Michael, you were not yet on the podcast when we deep dove Hearthstone. I know Josh and I were huge fans. Have you ever played it? I don't I don't know if I would play Hearthstone, to be honest with you. I just it it's one of those things that it's if there's not 
like a lot of stuff going on with story and things like that. I don't play a lot of like solitaire or minesweeper. I know you guys have talked about that before. If it's more of a puzzle game or <laughs> when honestly, we deep dove solitaire, yeah. right, right, <laughs> yeah, that that solitaire deep dive. Like the ace is bigger than the queen, guys. If you don't know that, go back and mm-hmm. watch that. Listen to that phantom, mm-hmm. the fictitious deep dive. Now, I, I don't honestly, I don't know. You guys could talk about how great it is. Not my type of game. Probably, I don't think I'll pick it up. But maybe someday. You never know. Probably. Not. I can't wait for a month from now when michael tries hearthstone for the first time right on a whim and then it's like guys i've been playing hearthstone <laughs> the only time i thought about doing that was after i played the witcher 3 there was that gwent game that came out afterwards and because you play gwent in the witcher 3 i was like maybe i could maybe i could do that but that's the only time i've thought about playing some kind of a card game like that oh i'm a huge fan i played the heck out of gwent Did i you? played legends of runeterra uh, which is the like the League of Legends one. I, I apparently I'm still playing Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to bore Michael too much since Josh and I are the only two playing Hearthstone. But previously, when I was just totally cracking out on Hearthstone, I got my MMR past eight thousand. It was still on its way up. I was really enjoying it, and then I just kind of like took a break for a long time. And so hopping back in, this is my first time playing with Quillbore, and there's this whole new buddy system, Oh, the buddy Josh. system's goofy. The game's almost unrecognizable, because there's like 20 new heroes. I don't know what any of them do. There's all these buddies that you get to play. They have really shaken up a lot in can the game. Can you guys buddy up with each other, because you're both playing at the same time? Is that how the buddy you system can, works? No, but you can play against each other. You <laughs> oh. can actually queue You can against, join the same lobby. Right, we'll do yeah. that. You, you guys can join against each other, and then have your buddies buddy up against... Uh, it sounds great. It's a buddy triangle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these buddies are a little different. So if you played Hearthstone back in the day and you haven't played in a long time, I, I still don't know how some of it works, but your character has this like percentage meter, and after you play a certain number of hands or do a certain amount of damage, it gives you a free card, but it's a unique card based on your hero. So you no longer have just the hero power, you also have a buddy. And I think when you have two abilities like that, it's easier to like balance out the heroes. So a hero that was very weak before that you would never pick, they might have given them like a really strong buddy card that might have a really killer uh, battle cry or something like that. So I at first I was kind of discouraged because I was like, I have to relearn a new tribe. I got to learn all these new characters. I got to learn this buddy system. But I feel like it's all kind of clicked for me lately, and I'm really having a blast playing it. Yeah, it's been fun, man. I, it's such a good distraction. I, I joke around because it's that game that I can play with my feet up on the desk, one hand on the mouse, and like checking my phone at the same time. Like it requires very little effort to actually play. So it is like a really nice change of pace. I also think it's incredible that uh, Josh just admitted to playing mobile games and loving them. <laughs> okay, okay. Hearthstone was not a mobile game at first. It was a PC game, which it still is. And uh, fun fact, I don't even have Hearthstone on my phone. Oh, gotcha. Well, I was really bummed because they upgraded the PC version, and I played on PC, and then I tried to play on mobile, and they said, you logged in with a later version on PC, and there's not yet an update on Android, so you cannot play mobile until the update is out. What a mess. Wow, really? Yeah, there was a whole... Because that's why I've been playing Hearthstone a lot lately. 
uh, we unexpectedly had to start fostering again in our family. And so I cannot spend nearly as much time at my PC. And so I've had to get into mobile gaming, which is why I've been back into Hearthstone. And I was so bummed that for the rest of that day, I was not able to play Hearthstone at all. But it's such a fun game to get back to. It's the perfect casual game. Like, as long as you don't take your MMR too seriously and you can just play and have a good time, it it can really still be a complete blast. I can and I say love the that, Quillbore. I can say I definitely don't take my MMR too seriously at all. <laughs> That's good. Now, here's the bit. quick question. Here's the true question, Paul. Have you, since you're playing it again, have you bought the Battlegrounds pack that gives you the four character choice in the beginning? Or are you still rocking it with the free version where you only get to pick from two? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I got my MMR pretty high on my main account. Now, I did buy a second copy of Overwatch back in the day. Out of curiosity, I just wanted to start over and see what my SR rating would be. And so I ended up, since I don't know any of the new systems, I've been playing on that second account, but I did earn enough in-game currency from all the achievements that I was able to buy the perks. Oh, nice. So I do I do have the perks. I, I get to choose from the four characters. Yeah, I'm still just playing with the choice of two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're a little more balanced. I feel like it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, there's a couple that are definitely, like a clear advantage but there's others that i think are just fine is hearthstone still in our top 10 i feel like we need to make michael play this game now since we've oh, just talked no. about it for the last like seven minutes <laughs> i'm pretty sure well, it's like number eight or nine it's completely free and we have it at number 10 oh it's dropped one or two so it's a top <laughs> it's 10 <dropped>. game <laughs> wait till the rdr2 yep. uh review comes their deep dive right. comes out though and they're, they're number 11 probably right <laughs> I, I hope so, but we'll see. Yeah, because Red Dead Redemption 2 is an upcoming deep dive. All right, so Josh and I, we've been playing Hearthstone. Anything else you guys have been playing or just plugging away at Elden Ring, prepping for that next deep dive? Yeah, I've been, I've been playing a lot of YouTube uh, because I, <laughs> YouTube. I, was, yeah, I was terrible at Elden Ring, and so I dug into the YouTubes pretty good to try and you know figure out how to make myself better at Elden Ring so I could really enjoy this game because I have so many friends that were talking about it and I wanted to play it and honestly I'm I'm a sucker for those like Arthurian knight type games it's very beautiful it looks like you're you know racing towards Camelot and stuff and it worked so that's my only tip is like if you're if you're kicking a wall with Elden Ring just dig into the YouTube's a little bit get a little tips and tricks videos going and I've been having a great time and so that as a result I've been playing non-stop Elden Ring with a sprinkle of Lost Ark in the evening. That's about it. I, I don't want to get into too many spoilers since we're going to deep dive Elden Ring, but I was kind of hitting my head against the wall on one of the bosses, and I finally did watch a YouTube video, and the very first thing they said was, if you are like a heavy armor, slow character, turn off tracking because you need the extra movement speed. And I immediately beat that boss on the very next oh, wow. attempt. So sometimes you do just have to take to YouTube, watch a tutorial, and you might get some really good tips. Not me. I'll just keep <laughs> slamming my head against that wall over and over, guys. <laughs> See, I didn't I, know. I, I didn't oh. know how to do tracking when I first started playing, and oh, yeah. I had no idea. So I learned how to play without tracking. So now when I use tracking, I'm like, I keep getting hit because I can't run away and I can't do anything. And so I still play without tracking. So hopefully that helps. Oh, that's funny. I tracked every enemy. I did not realize how much quicker you can move laterally and dodge when you're not tracking. So I, I had no idea. But then again, I also use my shield a lot, and it's almost impossible to block well unless you're tracking. 
Uh, but yeah, I know that we're really looking forward to talk about all things Elden Ring. I think that's what we've all been playing the most. But uh, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this week in news. All right, I think the biggest news of the uh, of gaming recently is that Destiny Two had a huge DLC come out called The Witch Queen, and I know that you guys have been diving into this and 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 just really enjoying this content, right? Man, I have been playing so little <laughs> Destiny Two that it's actually zero. <laughs> if it could be a negative number, I'd I'd live in that. I'd live in that. I, I actually thought about not playing it. Yeah, I'll say this. I everybody knows I'm not a huge fan of Destiny 2. I have many an hour in Destiny 2. So it's not like I haven't played the game, but we have a friend Brandon that is the biggest Destiny 2 fan that I think I've ever known in my life. And it was really funny to listen to Brandon hop in our gaming Discord where we have like a personal just, you know, for real life friends Discord server. And Brandon hop in there and try to get anybody else excited <laughs> about this expansion <laughs> like literally no I, I wish i could have played cricket sounds <laughs> like into the server because yeah nobody nobody cared but he just went on praising it and it was kind of cool to see where he was like this is the best expansion ever destiny 2's back Everybody should come join me. It's great now. And I just kind of, well, that's not going to happen. But I've heard very, very good things about it. Well, I feel really bad for Brandon because I really do enjoy Destiny. I love the gunplay. And I mean, the game is very confusing, but I love it once I'm in there. But yeah, like everybody is playing Elden Ring and Lost Ark. And I think we would still put Halo Infinite and maybe now even Hearthstone like all all of these games are games we're enjoying. There is just no time, no space for Destiny 2 right now. Uh, I know people are loving it. Josh, you looked it up on Metacritic, and what'd you say the score was? Dude, like a 80-something? It's at 89 on Metacritic. 89. Yeah, between wow. PC... I mean, I guess it's the same, but that's PC and like PlayStation. Uh, people are loving it, dude. The user scores an 8.8. Like, apparently, Brandon is not alone in his thinking that this is a really, really good expansion for this game. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm happy for the Destiny 2 fans out there that they got something because I, I know that there was a lot of lamenting and like not being happy with Bungie in regards to how they were handling some of the Destiny 2 stuff where they were actually removing old content and stuff like that. So it seems like the Destiny 2 fans got something that they wanted and that you know that makes me happy that people are are you know enjoying the game again. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw another news story related to Destiny 2 that I had to bring up. So we talked last week about how the Steam Deck released and it's kind of ushering in this new era of like mobile PC gaming. It's kind of like a brand new thing. And Destiny 2 is not compatible with the Steam Deck, but not only that, if you force it to run, you will get banned in Destiny 2 if you try to run it on a Steam Deck. Does that strike you guys as weird? Like, why would you get banned for trying to play it on a Steam Deck? That's a little harsh, I think. Um, I The only thing that I could think of is maybe one of two things. Number one, 
it's got something to do with some kind of licensing where it's like, okay, we're not licensed to do this or something like that behind the scenes. Or maybe it's just got something to do with some kind of anti-cheat software to where it's it's you know windows dependent or something yeah like they can't it's windows dependent they can't stop the anti-cheat or they can't stop cheaters as well you know they they can't they they can't give the other players uh a god mode to completely troll the cheaters (laughs) i don't know who knows i actually looked into this a little bit because i was like why would they ban somebody for trying to play through steam basically but it's not so the steam deck uses its own operating system it's called proton or steam os or something like that uh, and Michael hit the nail on the head. It's that they can't, they can't use the, the anti cheat because the anti cheat is Windows based. I thought initially I was like, well, that's just really selfish. They want everybody to use their launcher so that it can track <laughs> like, you know, player counts and stuff like that. I'm sure there's some sort of monetization there. And they just didn't want to use Steam for it. But it is in actuality just that the anti-cheat would not work. So if you are forcing it to run on the Steam Deck, which it sounds like there's ways to do that. They have said, hey, you'll get banned because, you know, you're not playing under the anti-cheat at that point. They probably mm. could have done a better job of explaining why instead right. of just like, don't play our game on the Steam Deck, guys. We'll ban you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the article I read mentioned no reasoning. It literally just said, you'll be banned. And so I put it in our doc. I didn't have a chance to look into it more. So I'm glad you were able to track it down, Josh. And that, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Those I mean, guys are bungees are jerks. <laughs> right. It, it actually scared me at first because I was like, I'm looking forward to this stream, uh, the Steam Deck. How many other like games are going to be like, hey, don't play it on the Steam Deck? And I'm like, why? And it's good to have a reason that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if they don't know that you're under the anti-cheat, they just have to assume you're cheating. So. Right. All right. I, I guess I get it. Uh, okay. We had some news this week about Lost Ark. So we did our deep dive episode. We all got into the endgame content. We gave all of our thoughts about this new Smash MMO that has taken the world by storm. And Amazon stepped in, and it sounds like they forced or are forcing a little bit of a nerf to some of the endgame content. Did you guys see this this week? I did, and this saddens me, dude. Yeah. Michael, Michael and myself, Paul, you were you were busy. You didn't get a chance to partake in this. But Michael and myself and one of his friends and a, our, our good buddy, Andy, we did a four man abyssal dungeon the other night because we said, hey, this one's really, really hard to beat. We don't want to play with with a pickup group. Uh, so can how about all four of us tackle this? We're all extremely proficient gamers. I mean, just top level gamers. <laughs> so we were like, yes, we know we can clear this. And we hopped in this dungeon. We <laughs> failed miserably, I don't know, 15 times or so. But it we was did a lot. beat it. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, we died. And and like I said, I mean, for people with our amazing skill level, you know, We're that just tells you that, that this dungeon's really, really hard. But you know what? We beat the dungeon, and it felt great, man. We were like, yeah! We're all virtual high-fiving. They're saying, Josh, you're the best paladin ever. Like, that you saved all of our lives with your bubbles and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, so I guess it, but that was a lot of fun, right? Like we knew it was going to be difficult, but overcoming that challenge felt amazing. But apparently Amazon feels like it's too hard. And so they want people to, to be able to beat this content. And so they're nerfing it, which I think is terrible. I think extra fail, extra fail. Like I, I, the thing that I loved about this is the feeling that we got after we after we beat it. Because uh, my buddy Nevitz, who's in our Discord as well, before that, a long time ago, like the night before, like a very long time ago, we spent 
eons that night trying to beat this on our own. And we realized, hey, I should probably reach out to the people we have in our Discord. I'll, I'll tag Josh and Andy and see if we can get together and do this. We beat it, and it was hard, and it was great. And I'll tell you, it was hard for the best of us. I know this because I am the best of us, and it was hard for me. Um, but uh, but the feeling we got after we beat it was like, hey, we did something magnificent. But then Amazon's saying only 10% of people that attempt this dungeon are beating it. Therefore, equals too hard equals must make easier to make. No, no. how about everyone just get better and try more and like... Don't think that it's going to be something where you can just, you know, just sit there and roll your face across the keyboard and just beat it. It's supposed to be frustrating. It's supposed to be difficult. I was thinking exactly because right, right about the same time I was having a hard time with Elden Ring. And I'm like, this is hard like Elden Ring. This is new for an MMO. I like this. It's supposed to be difficult. And it was. But now they're saying it's not supposed to be that hard. We'll make it easier. I, it's disappointing to me. I'm not upset about the game or anything, but it's like I liked it being hard. So they are nerfing the tier one and the tier two content. It sounds like tier three is still the same as before. And so Lost Ark had said, hey, we see all of this as endgame content. It's supposed to be tough. Amazon is saying, well, let's ease up on tiers one and two. And let's just really consider tier three endgame content. I do think it's a little disheartening because even in the the ones, and I know that I'm behind you guys, but the Abyssal Dungeons that I've run were challenging, but not overly challenging. You had to learn the mechanics, and then once everyone knew what to do, and you were all, all, all on the same page, it was all doable. I mean, it does require communication and coordination, but like it's an MMO. It's supposed to. Right. So I, I do think it's a little sad, especially I just I don't like hearing when publishers step in and start telling developers what to do. I feel like this is when you start to go wrong. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Part of the the joy of an MMO is coming across strangers that are also good at the game, right? Like you're going to get the gamut of people. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've tried to run an Abyssal Dungeon or a Guardian Raid. So one of these more difficult content things where I get two people in my group that are just terrible, like terrible. They're yeah. dying left and right. They don't know when to interrupt or, you know, they, they don't know how to play their class or what their role is or whatever. And we fling ourselves at it five, six times before we just go, dude, this group sucks. Like we're out of here. Time but then at the group. same time, right. But then at the same time, I have joined groups where as you're starting, somebody will type, hey, does everybody know the mechanics? And you go, hey, this is my first time. I don't. And they sit there and write it out. And they're like, you know, don't attack the boss. Uh, look for the color orb. Do this. And they explain it. I love and then you that. go, right. And then you go right on, man. Now I know. And then, yeah, sure, you fail the first time. Maybe you fail the second time. But then you beat it. And then everybody's like, dude, GG, this was awesome. Nice playing with you guys. Random stranger on the internet. You know, but there's that weird like camaraderie that you get as a gamer when you come across somebody that you just kind of jive with. And so if they're dumbing down the content to just make it to where even bad groups can progress, I don't like that. Like I get what Amazon is saying is that we want people to experience all of this content, right? The game's going to waste if people aren't playing the tier one and tier two stuff. But that's on the player. Maybe they don't want to do that. Not everybody wants endgame difficult raid content. Yeah, and Paul, to your point, and Josh, to yours, exactly. Like That camaraderie you feel is so great. And I feel like it's been overwhelmingly positive in Lost Ark so far. There's not a lot of trolls. I met one guy who, when I got into a Guardian raid, was like, item level, please. And wanted to know everyone's item level, and he was very negative and immediately left because we weren't good enough or whatever. But 
Paul, you just said a second ago that they're only nerfing Tier 1 and Tier 2. It's because those people, that 90% who aren't willing to put in that extra effort and beat the difficult dungeon, haven't gotten to Tier 3 yet. So, like you said, it's the beginning. It's a, it's a downfall. It's a slippery slope that opens a door to, okay, now two months from now, when all of those other people are saying that Tier 3 is too hard, they can now go and nerf Tier 3. And I just think yeah. I think it's it scares me a little bit as a gamer who appreciates what Josh just talked about that feeling of the pleasantries of like, hey, let me explain how this works. Everyone know it? Yeah, okay. And we we beat it together with these strangers and we we love each other. It's 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 similar to our Discord community here. Everyone's so pleasant and friendly and we're all in it like we don't know each other in real life, most of us, but we accomplished something and we're friends in this digital environment because we did something in the game. But then now they're going to take that away from us to where we don't have to communicate. We don't have to, to strategize. We're just going to button mash and get through this and get our next piece of gear. So can I tell you guys something? Oh, yeah. No. This, no wait, this I don't know is... if I like the sound of this. <laughs> I know Paul pretty well. <laughs> I'm scared. Paul's getting real honest right now, guys. I'm really scared. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad that the tier one and tier two content are being nerfed. But you know what? I don't know if this news really matters to me because, guys, I think it's time for me to hang up my martial artist's high heels. I uh, think I might be done playing Lost Ark at this point. Oh, no, really? why? Is it, yeah. is it the game? Is it life? Is it just other games to play? Like, what's the, what's the thinking there? I think it's just mostly life and other games to play. Yeah. Like, I still love everything about Lost Ark, and it's a great game. But the fact that we just have to prep for future deep dives and just with life situation, not having as much time gaming, I might just be done. Like, I enjoyed everything up to this point. I think it's still a great game. But uh, maybe in the end, I, I don't I don't really care. It's funny you say that because if it was not for Andy, our good buddy Andy and Michael, and, and you know, we did this, this dungeon with his buddy Nevitz the other day. I probably would have little desire to actually hop into Lost Ark by myself. Like I absolutely <laughs> love doing the, I love doing the dungeons, I love doing the raids, I love that difficult content. But at this point I'm done with the story, I'm done with the grind of trying to gather a, a, a whole bunch of materials just so I can upgrade one piece of armor. Like that is wearing on me a lot. And so it's like, I do still play because I have friends to play with. But if it wasn't for that, I think I'd be with you, Paul. Yeah, I, I, I can pretty much say the same thing. But I do have friends to play with still. And I'm hoping we play for a while. And somehow, maybe Paul just comes back. Because you know? <laughs> I friend Paul. I need friend Me my Paul. 450 item level. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'll, I'll not, be a little behind the curve. Yeah, we'll get you. I'll buy you a Platinum Founders Pack times like three. Yeah. Just, we'll give you a bunch of gems. You just Once you get to that 5% fail rate, though, on uh, or 5% success rate on honing your gear, though, that might be when Oof. I'm out of here, too. Yeah, I did that's... see some... I saw some articles on that, some people complaining about, like, later on in the game, like, failing on gear, you get, like, a 99% fail chance, where 1% of that might be a bit difficult for me to handle, and <laughs> I might be out, too. That's a really bad system. I, I I don't remember if we actually talked about that on the Deep Dive episode or not. I don't think we did. They should have just increased the mats that you need for a guaranteed upgrade. It's so disheartening to fail on those upgrades when it's not a 100% chance. It's, yeah. it's kind of soul-crushing. I watched Nevitz fail. <laughs> literally, no exaggeration. Seven attempts on getting his weapon from 12 to 13. Seven attempts, oh, no. three nights in a row of doing all the content you can do that night. You can't do any more content that day or week. And it's like, he's he's playing the game. He's doing the stuff. And he's 
his like the rest roll. of his gears. Yeah, the rest of his gears. Not gear a is at fan 15. of RNG. I'm I not. hate it. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That, and and then you feel like you wasted that whole day, right? Like you earned all these mats, and ultimately it led nowhere. A hundred percent. So it's like, well, why did I do all that? All right. Well, we are uh, very quickly running out of time. Let's just go ahead and briefly touch on one last story because I did really enjoy this. So Valve, which of course makes money hand over fist on Steam, what is it that they keep? Something like thirty percent of every 30%. sale. Percent. It might goes change, right to Steam. I, maybe it scales depending <laughs> on people, but it's a it's a yeah. good chunk. It's a decent chunk no matter what, and I think everybody automatically goes to Steam first, for the most part. So people have been talking a little bit about, you know, game subscription services. We have the Microsoft Game Pass. You've got the EA Play, whatever they call their pass. Everyone's coming out with, you know, different subscriptions. And Valve came out and said that they are not considering doing any kind of Game Pass on Steam, uh, which Shocker. is because they're making a ton of money. They don't need right. it. But they did say that they would be very happy to help Microsoft put the Game Pass on Steam. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think they're just kind of fishing for uh, a chance at more money, right? Right. I mean, it's it's absolutely a win-win in every way. If on Steam's, you know, on their Steam Deck, which by the way, you're giving them money to, to buy it anyways, or on their platforms or whatever, if they don't do a subscription service for their own stuff because they don't have to, like everybody goes to Steam first, like you said, Paul. But also, you know, those games that, that we're not selling a lot of because it is on the Game Pass for Xbox, well, I'll bring those over here and give us the 30% for those too on the Game Pass monthly. It, it's such a simple thing. Like, I, I almost feel like this is like, Something you'd see on The Onion or something. It's funny news. Yeah. It's like big, giant, conglomerate game company wants more money in an easy way. Of course they do. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, Microsoft, which owns Bethesda, the Bethesda launcher is now donezo. They said, we're removing the launcher. We're going to migrate everything to Steam. Steam is kind of the big black hole that eventually sucks everything up. I feel like everyone used Steam, kind of like the way everyone used Netflix, and then everyone said, we all need our own launcher. We all need our own service. And people at this point are kind of like, I don't want to have 12 launchers on my desktop. No way. And and so now things I feel like are slowly moving back towards Steam again. And so maybe we'll see more of the Game Pass type stuff hit Steam. I would love to see it. I would love to have it as an option as a PC player that does not own an Xbox. It is nice. Now, competition's great, and it makes the world go round. But it is nice as a gamer to have everything consolidated into one place. If I have the option of buying a game somewhere or Steam, I'm buying it on Steam 100% of the time. Agreed. You know, it's just... Yes, this whole... you know, fad that came about with, oh, we've got our own launcher. It's like, dude, I don't want your launcher. <laughs> like, don't yeah. make me use it. Like, like Tarkov. We had to download oh, a whole launcher goodness. for one game. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I so couldn't imagine. Throw it up. But then I get it, right? Maybe everybody doesn't want to pay Steam their rate to, you know, to distribute and host their game service or whatever. So it, it's tough. But I, I mean, Steam wants that Microsoft money because <laughs> sure. they put Game Pass yeah. on there, then they get paid. Well, yeah, I, I buy all my games on Humble Bundle typically because it's, you know, you can also donate to charity on there and get discounts. But guess what they give you? A Steam game key. So I'm that's it's the same thing. Like, I want everything in Steam. I can see it all there. The funniest thing about multiple launchers, too, is I find often that games that have a separate launcher also don't tie into the achievement system in Steam sometimes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I'm an achievement junkie. And so I'm like, man, like, uh, what was the, the Jedi Fallen Order? 
you don't get any Steam achievements for that. And I played through the whole thing, gave my 100 hours, and I'm like, I want my Steam achievements. So I'm all for just having it all be there, you know? <laughs> well, guys, we're all out of time for this week in gaming. So I hope that you all out there enjoyed it. I hope that you all are playing games that you're enjoying right now. I know that we are going to be doing our deep dive of Elden Ring very soon. So if you are playing that, uh, look forward to that as a deep dive. We're going to make sure that, that listening to that deep dive of Elden Ring is as hard as the game actually no. is. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm sure people will really look forward right? to that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're gonna release all the audio out of order and they're going to have to do a lot of work <laughs> piecing it all together and figuring out how to do it. So yes, we were gonna, we, we are going to do deep dives on Elden Ring and Red Dead Redemption 2. And then, um, come check us out on social media. Michael's been getting a little more involved with that. You can come hit us up at multiplayer pod on all social platforms and also come join us on Discord. It's totally free. There's a link in the episode description. You can touch base with us along with other, other listeners of the show. It's a great way to ask questions, make suggestions for future content. We'd love to have you guys all on there. And uh, I think that's it. Anything else to cover, guys? That's it, man. That's it? I had all a right. great time. Everybody have a great week. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you all on Monday. All right. See you, everybody. Cheers, all.